0: This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture.
1: It's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you.
0: Shelby, (laughs) let's wrap this thing up.
1: (laughs) Welcome everyone back to the program. Megs, it's so funny with the timing of when we take these podcasts, because yeah. I think the beginning of the last one, we talked about July 4th, because it, it aired right after July 4th, but we actually just came back from July 4th now. Correct. Yes, we are in
0: a shortened week, and as you know, that means we're very busy, um, but of course grateful to have the three-day weekend. That was wonderful.
1: Oh my gosh. I have July 4th jet lag. I don't know about you. I still do. <laughs> And it's like Wednesday.
0: I know. I feel like we need another day just to recover from the holiday, just to get back on our feet, you know?
1: I don't know if I shared with you. I was actually in the July 4th parade. Did I tell you this?
0: Well, I know you're heavily involved in UA events and happenings. Yes.
1: Yes. So, uh, yes, I, I belong to a civic association and we help put on the parade and the festivities, et cetera. And so my part was with my other fellow directors spinning a giant inflatable bear all the way down <laughs> oh, yeah. a two mile road. How'd that go? Well,
0: you didn't lose the bear then. So I am sore to say the least. Today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be a large task. Yeah, we spun it 133 times. Oh my. Yeah. So you're not passing out candy, you're spinning a barrel. Oh no,
1: I'm just, we're running around in circles.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you got your steps in, that's for sure. (laughs) I got my steps in and I worked worked on some arm muscles I did not remember that I had, so. (laughs) That's funny. Well, (laughs) I went to Youngstown, um, spent some time with family and whooped everybody's butt in cornhole, so. Of course you did. Don't come at me, bro. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> of course you do. I'm going to remember that. Yeah, when it was. Maybe we can pull it out when we're actually invited to your house. <laughs> These guys, you got you listeners. They
0: have been bugging me about coming over to my house. It'll happen. Well, you moved in like a
1: year ago and we still haven't been invited.
0: Well, listen, I live with Renee. I've got
1: to check with her. <laughs> Yes, that is, that is Megan's mother. I feel like Renee would already be like, if she heard, she would just start prepping food. I don't think there's any asking Renee. She, <laughs> she probably would have ready. already
0: made sauce and meatballs yes, for you guys. She, so she would have. It's probably true. Yeah. Okay. Let's well, nail down a day here just so I can beat you in
1: cornhole then. Ooh, you don't know. <laughs> if you anything. Have no idea. You have no <laughs> idea. Me and like yard games, I'm. Look out. <laughs> you better look out. Look out, Loretta. Out. If you, so, have a can, if you have a can jam around, you are in trouble. Oh,
0: can jam is such a great game. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't have it, but might oh, have to get it. My favorite lawn game. I would uh, definitely uh, have a charcuterie board if you all came over.
1: Of course you will, which leads us into another thing happening this week. So, this year at State Fair, uh, the Ohio Wines is having a charcuterie board at contest. So... Mm-hmm director who we know loves to cook and loves everything in the kitchen is yep. uh we're doing a dishing with dorothy centered around charcuterie boards and we're doing yeah. that tomorrow awesome yes
0: can't wait to tape it we're going to learn from the best how to make the best and we can't wait to show you that in the upcoming
1: weeks and then you better watch out because you won't want to take on director dorothy polanda and a <laughs> charcuterie board contest <laughs> she's fierce <laughs> So, Megs, we got some exciting news recently about uh, a new building coming to our campus. And uh, this is really uh, something that's very important to uh, not only agricultural industry, uh, to our campus and to our state in general. Uh, We are getting a new animal disease diagnostic laboratory.
0: Yeah, it's it's really huge news and something, you know, ODA has really been wanting to do, I think, for the last couple of years, um, just to get us updated and and up to speed with, you know, the rest of the universe on what's going on in labs. So uh, to talk with us today, we have Melanie Pirit with our Animal Disease Diagnostic Lab. Melanie, are you are we welcoming you back to our podcast? I think so.
2: Mm-hmm. I'm I'm a newbie. <gasps> oh yeah
1: well, well, well. realize that it's
0: not <laughs> say that. Yeah, great timing. Uh, And we also have Jim Shakeris with us uh, here with the Ohio Poultry Association, and some of our listeners may know Jim from our Dishing with Dorothy cooking series, so we welcome
1: Jim uh, joining us on the podcast.
3: Thank you. Pleasure to be here today.
1: Jim has been on the podcast, too, before. I believe we talked turkeys back in Thanksgiving.
3: I think we did. We did talk turkey.
1: That sounds right. All right. (laughs) Uh, So this lab is known as the ADDL lab. They actually ADDL, not lab, because that would be repetitive there, but it's known as the ADDL, so we'll probably reference that uh, for the rest of the podcast here. But uh, you know, we know, Melanie, those of us who are on campus, know that this building started as a much smaller building. It's been added on and it's just really come, there's come a time and a need that it needs to be expanded. Uh, So why don't you talk to us a little bit bit about that and exactly what you all do in the ADDL?
2: Sure, Shelby. Yeah, so this um, building has been in the making for over five decades. It was originally built in 1963, and then it had three additions. The last addition was back in 2005 when we added the BSL-3 and our digester. Um, Anyone that's been on a tour of the lab, uh, that's one of my favorite parts to show is the alkaline hydrolysis digester. It uh, does not smell time. great. <laughs> <It does> not. <laughs>
1: they, I, I, I saw, uh, Meg's came in there to film something one time. It was a tour and you could tell the second she walked like into that room. It was like the camera went straight up because of the smell. <laughs> You're catching whiffs.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I, I call myself our, um semi-professional tour guide so if you want to come have a tour just let me know (laughs) I'll show you that digester but uh yeah so we are just a hodgepodge of additions over the last five decades and even with those additions we have outgrown this building um our molecular lab is in the Plant health building next door in about 2500 square feet of space Um, They alone are doing 40,000 or more tests a year, and that's all the PCRs and some of the sequencing that we do um, for our bird, um, chickens and turkeys and pigs and pretty much all the animals. We're, We're running PCRs every day. We have about 70 different PCRs that we offer.
1: Okay. Most of the people out there don't know what a PCR is, and this actually takes me back to what I think probably what we need to explain. What do you test for in the lab?
2: Oh yeah. Okay. So our lab is made up of many different specialized lab sections. So let's see if I can remember them all off the top of my head. Uh, avian serology, bacteriology, serology, pathology, molecular diagnostics. Am I forgetting any? But let's, um, let's move to the one pager. <laughs> is that is it on the one pager? <laughs> Um, But anyway, across all of the lab sections, we deal with all kinds of sample types, anything from blood, serum, cow poop, um, body parts, uh, cultures can be sent in as well. Um, Oral fluids are one of the most um, common samples we get for PCR testing from pigs, swabs, etc. We handle it all. And you're handling those kinds of samples
0: being sent in from our farmers, from our producers. Um, we're testing to make sure that all of our, you know, livestock is essentially healthy. And Jim, this is where you come in. Um, this is very, very important, um, of course, to our, you know, poultry producers uh, in Ohio.
3: It, it is, you know, a, a strong lab that the Animal Disease Diagnostic Laboratory, for example, is is paramount to... Uh, the success of Ohio's poultry industry, really all animal agriculture in the state of Ohio. You know, not only do we look uh, to them for diagnostics when animals may be sick and rely on their veterinary teams that how do we help them get better, but also how do we protect the food supply? Um, How do we provide for um, international trade and exports? because every product that leaves the United States that is part of an an animal at one point in time has to be certified free of disease. And so it's critical to keep um, all of our farms in business.
2: And I would just like to build on that part of it. Um, That is so important to everybody in the lab and we maintain our high quality testing procedures, uh, maintaining multiple accreditations. Um, we're accredited by the American Association of Veterinary Lab Diagnosticians. Um, we're also intern- accredited by the International Organization for Standards for some of our methods, and then we're just part of large national networks that have additional requirements to maintain your membership per se in those networks.
1: Melanie, tell us uh, tell us about the new lab. Tell us, you know, what the proposal is.
2: Okay, so the proposal was based on the needs assessment that we did last year in 2021. And out of that, they wrote a huge hundreds of pages report about all the things that our lab needs and what our current building is lacking. Um, We're lacking a lot of the newer technologies. We're definitely lacking space. We're even lacking outlets. We don't have enough outlets to plug in all of our equipment. Um, So the new lab is going to be, well, we received almost $72 million in funding from the state. And we're going to build it on this campus. And it's going to be state of the art. a lot of new labs have been built across the country. And I hope we can look to those labs to learn um, the pros and cons of everything that has been built in the last five or ten years across the country before we embark on the same journey here in Ohio. and Jim, so- part part of this
1: process was obviously coming to the stakeholders. And I know, you know, the commodities uh, such as OPA, were or, or at the table and gave feedback what what is important for you to see in this lab that you know that has been discussed that you're looking forward to seeing
3: sure well the, the poultry industry in ohio is is quite large obviously and we are like the number one or number two user of the lab um, there on at oda and so to us a state-of-the-art lab is of the utmost importance we need to make sure that ohio can remain competitive um. What's important is a quick turnaround time. And so for, for my members and, and Ohio's egg chicken and turkey farmers to be able to take those samples to a centralized point in Ohio and then have samples many times that same day or results that that same day is critically important. And we don't get that if we have to send samples to Indiana or Iowa or out of state to be run. And so that's why it's important. We've got to have state-of-the-art equipment so that our results are are interpreted correctly. And we've got to make sure that that they are readily available. We have to make sure that we have the space. Um, we've got to have the space to grow as well as to provide for current needs. and And we also have to look beyond that. We've got to have an available, beautiful, facility for people to want to work in, because we need to hire the state-of-the-art people um, to, to work in our labs. That's important to, to my members. And to do that, we have to have state-of-the-art technology and facilities, because if not, they're going to go to one of these other labs out of state and we lose that opportunity. And so it's just not a building um, it's kind of like, I look at it as a church. A church is a building, but a church is more than that. A lab is more than the building. It is the people, it's the the facilities, it's how it's stocked and equipped. It's what technology is available. So it's a big picture that, and it's one piece of the puzzle that that we are are working with the Department of Agriculture to bring together to make sure Ohio's animal agriculture industry remains competitive and we continue to grow because we need to do that to to feed a hungry world.
2: That was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) Great
0: answer, Jim. (laughs) I love that analogy. That's good. Um, I guess a question for for both of you then, you know, what does it, does this kind of show how much or how important um, this is that we were able to, you know, receive this funding to be able to build this lab? Because it's obviously essential. I mean, what does that say to you about the importance of, you know, our our industry here?
3: Well, you know, I I think for, for all of us, when we went to the state house and talked to our elected officials to fund this project, it was the top priority of all of the livestock and poultry groups, all of the livestock and poultry producers in the state of Ohio. So to me, that speaks to how Um, intense our involvement is in this and and why it is our top priority. Um, Without it, we just can't simply continue to operate. And so, you know, we did that, we brought that together. And I think there was when you have that united support, um, I think it helps paint that picture of how important that it is.
2: And for me, some of the most important Um, things that our lab provides to the state of Ohio and our country is food safety, food security, and emergency response. At the end of the day, that's what most of our work boils down to.
3: You know, for for example, the the recent avian influenza outbreaks in the United States, and Knockwood, Ohio has been relatively um, spared in that, but that doesn't mean that we're not constantly looking for it and constantly testing for it. There's many times that um, I get a call from producers and we're immediately in contact with Dr. Summers, Dr. Shaw, Melanie as is, is director of the lab. We're, we're looking at how we can get samples to the lab, turn them around quickly to make sure and know what we are dealing with. And without that, um, you know, it, the, the animals don't move. It stops the whole, you know, uh, process in its, in its tracks. And so it's critically important in any type of animal disease, just not poultry, we need to have that reliable lab that can turn samples around quickly so that we can react to a situation. And, and if it is, unfortunately, one of those diseases we're trying to avoid, we can then act quickly to stop it before it spreads to other animals, which in the end benefits the consumer.
1: And I mean, this kind of brings us, leads us to another point that it isn't just animal health, even though it's an animal disease diagnostic lab. It's about public health, essentially, because it all goes together.
3: Yeah. And, and you know, from our standpoint, not only is every flock of birds that is on a commercial farm in Ohio tested, for example, avian influenza, at least yearly or, or once during the, the, the span of that flock but but we also test for things like salmonella and to make sure that we can certify that our flocks are free of salmonella. That's a requirement of all of the commercial table egg layers. So if you're buying those eggs in your grocery store, you can rest assured that those hens that the eggs come from have been tested for salmonella and we make sure there's no salmonella present in that flock of hens while we're marketing those eggs. So from at least the commercial standpoint, You know, we're testing everything on a regular routine basis.
2: I I would just like to emphasize the importance of the people in the lab. Jim was talking about how, you know, he'll he'll get a phone call from a producer. They might have sick birds. And I can't tell you how many times that phone call comes on Friday at 3 p.m. or on Sunday of a three-day weekend. And I have never had a problem getting someone to come in to do that testing. Our people are so dedicated to their job and genuinely love and appreciate the work that we do here. So.
1: And, and they were here all through the pandemic. I think we should note mm-hmm. that. Uh, while a That's lot true. of people were home working, all of our lab workers were still in the lab working to make sure that these tests get completed. Every day. Thank you guys for being on so much. Thank you, Melanie. Thank you, Jim, as always. Uh, we're Welcome. very happy to talk about this and happy that you joined us to talk about it. Very good. Thanks for so thinking. No. Megs, we covered a lot of ground today.
0: We did. Um, And that's just such wonderful news for ODA and for our agriculture industry. We're very excited and we'll keep you posted on, on progress, of course.
1: Exactly, exactly. Uh, so next week, I'm not here. I'm on vacation. I'll be down in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, she's getting her vacation on, folks. Yep. Yep. So um, this will be up to you and Brian. I don't know what you guys are going to do, but we'll figure it out. (laughs) We always do. That means you don't know yet.
0: (laughs) That is correct. That is code for we don't know what the heck. But we'll get something fun and we'll chat like always. All right. Have a
1: great week, everyone. And I'll see you back here in a couple weeks.
0: Toodaloo.
1: Cultivating combos is created by ODA's
0: communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for updates.